Tuesday night in Oakland, California. At bat, Reggie Jackson, the right fielder of the Oakland A's. Brawbender sends a pitch in, and Jackson sends a long drive to deep straightaway center, and there it goes, the 30th home run of the season. Jackson just misses by one day of becoming the second player in Major League history to hit 30 home runs before July 1st. Babe Ruth, the only man who's ever done it in Major League history. So, as Jackson is saluted on the scoreboard in Oakland, we'll salute him here today on Baseball Today. Reggie Jackson will be our special guest. This is Kurt Gowdy, along with Tony Kubek, and uh, we didn't have uh, a lot of weird events happen in baseball this week, Tony, but we did have the Red Sox go into a tailspin. In fact, the Eastern Division of the American League, which is supposed to be the toughest division and have the most uh, exciting race, now, it finds only probably Detroit right now gaining a little bit on Baltimore. Kurt, right here in this Western Division, the American League is the real story, though, I think. And it's between these two ball clubs today. The Minnesota Twins versus the Oakland A's. They've got quite a pennant race going on. You know, another surprise in this division has been the play of the Seattle ball club. For a young expansion club, they've done very well. And over in the uh, National League, of course, the Western Division of the National League with Atlanta, the Dodgers, the Reds, and the San Francisco club, that's the most closely bunched race of, uh, of the four divisions. And we'll be back with Reggie Jackson, and uh, we'll also be back here in a minute right after this message. You can feel the swell starting in baseball. You can feel it in the press, the radio, and TV around the country about this young right fielder, the Oakland A's, 23-year-old Reggie Jackson, who leads the majors in home runs with 33. Tony, how'd you like to have that future? He's got more home runs in the first half of the year than I had almost my entire career. Reggie, how do you explain the fact that so many great ballplayers come off that campus in Arizona State? Well, down there in Arizona, uh, Tony, uh, they have a great uh, they have great weather down there. It's tremendous for baseball. And they also have one of the best coaches in the nation that I felt uh, in Bobby Winkles. I learned a lot of discipline from him. I learned a lot of baseball from him. And uh, he's sort of a Vince Lombardi in, in, in his coaching, you know. And they have uh, the number one baseball school in the nation, and, and everyone wants to go to a winner. So therefore, they have an advantage over everyone, anyone else in the country by having a winner, by having a great coach, by having the climate out there. They play 55, 60 ball games, and it was very advantageous for me by uh, choosing Arizona State as, as a college of my choice. Tony, let's, I want you to take a look at, uh, at some statistics we have here. In 74 games played, Babe Ruth in 27 and hit 26 homers. Maris had hit 28, Jackson hit 33. Now that's one comparison of the uh, blazing pace this young fellow's doing. And then if you want to take it on just the, uh, the number of home runs and, and the number of games it took to do it, Reggie Jackson's hit 33 home runs. Babe Ruth went to his 95th game before he hit 33. Maris went to his 82nd game before he got 33, and Jackson's done it in 74 games. So that's quite a pace he's setting. But you know what I like to have you and Reggie do is uh, take Reggie into the batting cage. We shot some stuff of Reggie in batting practice, and let's talk about his swing and his bat and how he's how he's doing it. Reggie, one question I'd like to ask you is this: that concerns your hitting coach, your hitting instructor, Joe DiMaggio. He's worked quite a bit with you, hasn't he? Yes, Joe has uh, done quite a bit of work with me. In spring training, uh, as everyone knows, last year I struck out a, a near a near record 170 times, and uh, the thing that Joe and I tried to do was just just to concentrate on making contact on the ball and getting a good swing at the ball with an extended right arm. 
and uh, this is what I'm trying to do right now. As as we take a look at myself right here in the batting cage, uh, Joe and I went to thought that we would go to a heavier bat, a 37 ounce model, and uh, this would make me make me weigh a little better on the ball. And as subsequently, we have been making better contact this year, and I attribute my fast start and uh, getting very fortunate start, getting off to a good start uh, from Joe DiMaggio and Coach John McNamara has been very instrumental and. Uh, Helped me get along to this start and uh, just trying to make better contact on the ball, Tony, is the main thing. Reggie, you don't try and pull the ball at all, do you? You, you try and hit the right field, you just try and hit the ball where it's pitched. Well, the only time that I will try to pull a ball, Tony, is, uh, is when there's a man on second base and I have to get him over to third base uh, with one out or less than one out where I can advance a runner. But no, I do not try to uh, pull the ball. I just try to hit the ball where it's pitched. If you try to pull a ball and it Throw you, they throw you a lot of balls away, breaking balls. You just play pepper with the second or first baseman, you know. So mm -hmm. you can't pull the ball unless you're just an overpowering hitter in the game like a fellow by the name of Frank Howard. Well, after Reggie Jackson hit his 30th home run, why, of course, uh, the word's out around the league. And, Reggie, let me ask you, are these pitchers working on you now? You're getting knocked down much? Well, I'm not getting knocked down too much, uh, uh, Kurt, as, as I was last year in the beginning of the season. I guess uh, some of the pitchers has... has have taken into into account that uh, you don't knock a fella down that uh, is a fairly decent hitter because they'll get you just make him angry and make him bear down that much more and this is what I try to do when I, when I'm at the plate the words out where you don't knock fellas down like Mays and Robinson and and Frank Howard and uh, I just hope I can become half the ball players that some of these guys are you know and uh, just attain a little re a little bit of the respect that they do but they have been brushing you back. Well, yes, they have. Uh, they try to get, get the ball inside on me or give me a bad ball inside, and I like the ball inside, so I have a tendency to go for bad balls that are inside. Here you are at the plate, uh, and there he is, Tony. Kurt, this is the time at bat after you hit the 30th home run off Robender. Well, uh, yes, it is, Tony. Uh, I hit a fastball that was out over the plate the first time up, and the second time up, you see Gene trying to keep the ball inside on me or... Uh, just trying to let him, he's trying to let me know that, uh, give him a little respect, you know, and uh, he's not out there just for fun, you know, so he's trying to move me back off the plate and wake me up a little. Is that part of that brushback affair? Well, yes, it is. Uh, I've been hit on this hand five or six times this season already, and uh, I usually don't get hit much because, hit much because I'm trying to get out of the way most of the time, you know, but like I said, they try to keep the ball inside on me, and I've been bruised on this hand four or five times, like I said, and this is just here for support and uh, a little added protection. All right, Reggie, I know the fans will look forward to watching you today in the game of the week. Reggie Jackson, the Major League home run leader. Kurt Gowdy and Tony Kubek saying stay tuned right after station identification for NBC's baseball game of the week. A delightful Walt Disney comedy adventure, The Owl That Didn't Give a Hoot, tomorrow night. TV6.
centennial year, today's game from Metropolitan Stadium in Bloomington, Minnesota, the Oakland Athletics versus the Minnesota Twins. Brought to you by Right Guard Deodorant, America's number one deodorant, and Right Guard Antiperspirant in the silver can. By Chrysler Corporation, your host for today's game, your local Dodge dealer. And by Phillips 66 dealers. At Phillips 66, it's performance that counts. Hi, everybody. This is Kurt Gowdy, along with Tony Kubek, bidding you welcome to today's Game of the Week, featuring the two teams that are well locked up in a flat-footed tie for first place in the Western Division of the American League. The Oakland A's are leading by just four percentage points over the Minnesota Twins. They have been this way all year, and it looks like it's going to be a strict two-team race the rest of the season, and it looks like neither team is going to get too far out ahead of the other. We talked to both managers, Billy Martin and Hank Barr, and they said pitching is the key. Minnesota's trying to get Dean Chance off the disabled list and back into action. While Catfish Hunter and Jim Nash have been disappointing for Oakland, they hope these two will come back and pitch up to their potential. It's a pleasant day here, fairly cool in uh, Minnesota, a little overcast. We have a threat of rain later in the day. But all in all, we're looking forward to a fine ball game with Chuck Dobson, 9-6, and six, pitching for Oakland, and Jim Perry, six wins and four losses, going for the Minnesota Twins. Right now, let's get down to Tony. And one of the greatest players I ever had the pleasure to broadcast, and one of the greatest players of all time, where did you go, Joe DiMaggio? Thank you, Kurt Gowdy. Joe, we're talking to Reggie Jackson just a while ago, of course, and uh, he was talking about pressure, and we brought this up, and of course, you went through that pressure when you're hitting 56 straight games. It's going to worsen for him, isn't it? Well, he certainly is going to be under a lot more pressure after he has a few more home runs to get closer to Ruth's record. But at the time being, and I have to say, he's under pressure because of the news media. We have had in every town we've gone to all the sports writers around the country just coming over to visit with him and talking and asking questions. And he has been awfully humble about it, and he's done and acted very well. Joe, what would you say to him as, if you had to give him advice? Would you say, go hide in the corner, stay away from the news media, or would you say, give them all the time they can give him? Well, uh, he knows it, and he's wise enough for it. He gives them all the time, and he answers all questions. I think the wisest thing for him to do is to get to the ballpark early when he gets closest to it, because... I believe the well-wisher, the fan, you know, will want to uh -huh. bother him so much. So if he gets to the ballpark, this is a place for him to relax. Joe, this has gotten to be quite a dogfight in the Western Division of this American League. Your ball club looks real good. Yes, we do. And we have a very tough opposition, the club we're playing here. We know how tough they are. We know how good a pitching they have. But uh, I think that our pitching will come along better this second half, and we're going to be right in the thick, right down the last of the line. You've got a couple key injuries right now, Bert Campanaris and Mike Hershberger. Uh, when do they expect to be back, you know? Well, I just heard from the doctors, and they thought perhaps maybe by three weeks Campanaris would be back. Well, we have a very fine filler in, uh, Teddy Kubiak. As you might know, he filled in for uh, Greeny at second base while Green was hurt, and now he's doing a fine job for Campanaris, and we're hoping he continues. Joe, maybe we'll see in the World Series. You were in a lot of them, and maybe we'll see as a hitting instructor or coach. Thank you Thank so you. much, Joe DiMaggio. Baseball's Game of the Week will continue from Metropolitan Stadium in Bloomington, Minnesota, as the Oakland A's meet the Minnesota Twins. Gavelman adds to your fun. Gavel pleasure all in one. So delicious, great to chew. Treat yourself and your friends too. You'll love the double fresh taste and double smooth chewing goodness of Double Mint Gum. 
tastes so good and lasts so long. Get some soon, you can't go wrong. Gobble mint adds to your fun. Gobble mint chewing gum. Jim Perry, you're looking at right now, is a starting pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, and this is the Oakland A's batting order that he's going to face today. Leading off at shortstop will be Ted Kubiak. Batting number two at second base will be Dick Green. Reggie Jackson is batting third and playing right field. Sal Bando is the cleanup batter. He's at third base. Danny Cater is at first base, hitting number five. Rick Mundy is in center field, batting number six. Joe Rudy's in left field, batting seventh. Bill Roof is the catcher, hitting eighth. And Chuck Dobson will be batting ninth and pitching for Oakland. Chuck Dobson is the starting pitcher today for the Oakland Athletics. And the lineup he faces will find Ted Ulander leading off in center field. Rod Carew's at second base, batting number two. Tony Oliva's in uh, right field, batting third. Cleanup man is Harmon Killebrew at third base. Rick Reese at first base, batting fifth. John Roseboro is catching, batting sixth. Leo Cardenas is a shortstop, batting seventh. Cesar Tovar is in left field, hitting eighth. And Jim Perry will be pitching. That's the batting order of the home team, the Minnesota Twins. We're having the meeting at home plate right now with uh, the umpires assigned to today's game. Val Bando is representing the manager, Hank Bowers, captain, as uh, he came out. Umpires, Johnny Rice behind the plate, Russ Getz at first, Larry Knapp at second, and Bill Kunkel at third. Minnesota takes the field. The win today is from third to first, favoring balls hit in the air toward right field. And now, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. As our organist.
The Twins are setting up defensively with Rick Reese at first base. Rod Carew's at second base. The shortstop will be Leo Cardenas. And the third baseman is Harmon Killebrew. In left field is Cesar Tovar. Center fielder will be Ted Ulander. And the right fielder, Tony Oliva. John Roseboro behind the plate. 32-year-old Jim Perry on the mound. His younger brother, Gaylord, is a pitcher with the San Francisco Giants. Perry's one of the taller pitchers in the American League. Stands 6'4", weighs 205. This year he's won six and lost four. Last year he won eight and lost six. He has an earned run average so far this season, 3.70. Primarily a sinker ball pitcher. He's down low and his ball's dipping. When his sinker ball is working, as with most sinker ball pitchers, the batters are topping that ball, and you're going to see a lot of infield grounders. He's got pretty good control, Kurt. He also throws a real hard slider, and when he needs a strikeout, he'll usually try to hit that outside corner with that hard slider. Ted Kubiak filling in for the injured Burt Campanera. Swings in the first pitch, hits a foul fly down the left field line, and it is out of reach of Cesar Tovar, the left fielder, cutting over. Strike one to Kubiak. He's played in only six games, batting 263. Kubiak is 27. He's a good utility man. He's a fine defensive player. He can play short, second. And it shows you what a bench means to a major league club. But you can get a fellow like this in to protect themselves while Campanaris is out. That's right. Campanaris will be out about three weeks with a broken uh, finger in his throwing hand. And it's a funny thing, Tony. Hank Barr was being quoted last week as saying, if we win the pennant, it depends on Campanaris. Now Campanaris is out with an injury. The two-strike delivery. Brown ball beat out to Rod Carew. Throws him out. There's one down in the top of the first. Campy, of course, can beat you in so many ways, uh, Kurt. Uh, he can steal the base for you. He's a good defensive player. He has good speed. And once in a while, he'll supply some power. He injured that finger in an unusual way. It was uh, making the pivot on a double play, a throw from his pitcher. He stuck his index finger of his bare hand, his throwing hand, in the glove. Tried to get rid of the ball too quickly, and he, I think, chipped the bone or something. Dick Green up, the second baseman of the A's, hitting 274, seven homers, 35 RBIs, ball one. Campanaris will be able to be used as a pitch runner in a couple of days when he's ready. He has stolen 36 bases in 40 attempts, so he won't be a complete waste in that dugout while he gets off the injured list. Temperature at game time is 75. We have a 14-mile-an-hour wind blowing from third to first. There's a high fly in the left field. Coming on forward is Tovar. And we have two down. Dick Green flies out to Cesar Tovar. And here comes a young man who's really creating a ripple now around baseball. The coaches are Bobby Hoffman at first base for the A's and John McNamara at third. Reggie Jackson leading the majors in homers with 33. 65 runs batted in. But I think the most impressive thing, Tony, is his batting average, 293. He was hitting a lot of home runs earlier, but was only hitting 220, 240. Struck out 171 times last year. Now he's meeting that ball more. 
And he doesn't just hit, Kurt. He has an excellent arm and has great speed in the outfield. A strike, an unusual shift on against him. We'll take a look on the right side of the infield. Now, see the second baseman, Carew, back in the grass. And the shortstop, Cardenas, is over where the second baseman normally would be, although shaded a little bit towards second. Sometimes they shift with three men lined up evenly, but this is sort of a triangular shift. There's a long blast. That's going in. Home run number 34 for Reggie Jackson. Look at that drive. That was about a 440 or 450-foot drive. What a clout by Jackson. Wow. You won't see many hit farther than that one this year or any year. The ball hit the top of the scoreboard. 440, and let's watch him again. What's the powerful play? And he talked about extending those arms, especially that front arm, to get the power behind it. Timing the pitch. Look at that head staying in there, Kurt. Bat way out and the weight back. That's what DiMaggio is trying to get him to do. Keep that head down and watching the ball. Almost like a golfer. Keep that head down till after you swing. A strike to Sal Bando. Well, Reggie Jackson has just hit his 17th homer in his last 26 games. That's about as an incredible power streak as we've ever seen. They have measured his home run at 450 feet. They have measuring areas here in this ballpark. Foul back, strike two. Sal Bando batting 277. He's hit 14 homers and has 43 runs batted in. Kurt, I've seen Mickey hit him in this park. I've seen Killebrew hit him in this park. And I think Frank Howard has hit him in this park. But I don't know if any of them ever hit one that far. Really good shot. Ooh. Outside a ball, one and two. Well, you can see why this boy is so exciting. And uh, we said in the pregame show, he is now starting to create a groundswell. You can, everywhere you go now, they're starting to talk about Reggie Jackson. The one-two delivery is a pop foul toward the seat and out of play. He was good the latter part of last year in hitting homers. He was starting to come. You could see he was starting to catch up with Major League pitching, striking out a lot. And uh, funny, though, the public's always a little late on some fellas, but now they're starting to realize what they have here in this boy, especially out in Oakland. A 1-2 pitch, and it hit him in the hand. Sal Bando hit by a pitch ball. They have what they call Reggie's Regiment now. There he is, Reggie Jackson. Wearing familiar number that I saw for years, Ted Williams, number nine. But they have Reggie's Regiment, and they have about 5,000 fans now sitting out in his area. Here's the pitch to hit Bando in the hand. Took him a long time to move, didn't it, Kurt? He yeah. didn't make his move very quickly at all. It looked like he was just hanging in there with two strikes on him. You may have expected something away from him. Runner on first, two down, one run in on Jackson's home run. One to nothing, Oakland, top of the first inning. Getting back is Bando. On that home run that Jackson hit, Ted Ulander didn't even move. He just turned his head over his left shoulder and watched it sail out of the park. Foul ball back. That was, I guess you could use the, the term that has been used in sports, been used in warfare. That one gathered momentum. Ball just jumps off his bat. Extremely strong. 
No balls, one strike to Danny Cater, having another good year, batting 295. Four homers, 46 RBIs. Fouls it off again. It's strike two to Cater. Cater plays a good first base. He's not a home run hitter, but it's quite a tribute for a fellow like Cater to be hitting right behind Jackson and then Bando, hitting in that number five spot. Usually looking for a power hitter in that slot, but he can get on base. No balls, two strikes. They have just, uh, we told you they have recording device here to measure home runs. They have different areas measured from home plate to all parts of the ballpark. And they have just put on the scoreboard that's the longest home run ever hit the right field in the stadium. Strike three, Cater goes out on a breaking pitch. In the first inning, the A's had one run, one hit, the longest home run ever hit the right field here in this ballpark. It was hit by Reggie Jackson. There were no errors, and one man left. Middle of the first, Oakland one, Twins coming to bat. <coughs> one of life's most pleasant moments is when you get together with good company and the good time taste of slips. The taste of slips is all a matter of timing. It takes you just a moment to enjoy it, but it takes us a long time to bring it to you. To rule and age every golden mellow drop of slips. Because you just can't rush quality like this. The long, careful golden age of Schlitz is what makes it America's choicest premium beer. Once you taste it, you'll know why we say... Here's the Oakland defense. Danny Cater's at first base. Dick Green at second. Ted Kubiak at shortstop. Sal Bando at third. Joe Rudy in left field. Rick Mundy in center field. Reggie Jackson in right field. Bill Roof is catching. And Chuck Dobson is the pitcher. And Ted Ulander starts it off for Minnesota with a 271 batting average. Two homers and 22 RBIs. Chuck Dobson has won nine and lost six. Lives in Kansas City. Lived there all his life. His fourth year with the A's. 6'4", 200, 25 years old. Ball one to him. The A's, one of the youngest pitching staffs in the American League, and Dobson, Catfish Hunter, Jim Nash, Blue Moon Odom, Blue Krause, Strike, Nash and... Hunter have been disappointing so far. They hope that they'll come around the last half of the year. The A's honestly thought they'd have the best pitching staff in the league. Uh-oh. Hugh Lander's deck 
He uh, may be hit on the left hand. And Kurt, let's watch you, Lander, in slow motion, trying to get out of the way of this pitch. Moving. They can see how he moved the correct direction, though. He moved that head and his back away from the pitcher. And if any would get hit, it doesn't hit a vital spot. You wonder, Kurt, immediately if that's a little retaliation. For, uh, I don't think so. What do you think? I don't know. It's, it's hard to say what's in a pitcher's mind. Of course, this is a difficult uh, decision for an umpire to make, the intent of a pitcher. Dobson is a hard thrower, and he doesn't have that moving fastball. He tries to overpower you. He puts everything behind him. Rod Carew is coming up. Carew batting 367, leading the American League in batting. Six homers and 30 runs batted in. He has a remarkable record this year of stealing home six times. One more steal, he'll tie Pete Reeser's all-time Major League record of home. Ball one. One to nothing, Oakland leading, last of the first inning. These two teams tied for first place in the Western Division of the American League. And it looks like they're the two teams that will fight it out for the divisional pennant. 1-0 pitch. There's a blast in the right center. That's in the gap. Ulander may score. They're waving him around. And going into third base is Rod Carew. chance to see that dazzling speed on the base pass that the Twins have this year. And it's something they've come up with the last couple of years, Kurt. This used to be a ball club that hit into a lot of double plays, did not have a great deal of speed. With Ulander, Carew, Tobar, Oliva can run real well. They've got some speed now. Cardenas. Tony Oliva's been on a hot streak. He's got his average up to 317 with 12 homers, 46 RBIs. But he's hit 456 in his last 15 games. And he had eight hits in a row there, one stretch. The ball, the infield's laying back. It's early in the game. It's the first inning. They have a runner on third, the Twins. There he is, Rod Carew, and nobody out. So Oakland has the infield back. Olivas changed his batting stance a little since the last time we saw him. He's got that right front foot closed a little more than he ordinarily did. Uh, got it closer to home plate. He's got that back foot farther away from home plate. This guy's just a hitter. He's been a hitter since the first day put on a pro baseball uniform. Foul back. He was a hitter as a young boy in Cuba. Hitter in the minors when the Twins got him. And he's been a hitter ever since. He could just hit the baseball. A tough hitter to play, Kurt, because he's liable to take the outside pitch and pull it in the right field corner, and he's liable to do take the inside pitch and hit it down the left field line. So you never know which way to move when you're playing the infield or playing defensively. Rod Carew at third. Tony Oliva is the only player in Major League history who won batting titles his first two years in the big league. That was 64 and 65. 1-1 delivery. Goes after a high fastball. One and two. Yeah. Armand Killebrew's on deck. Get a chance to see how much the Oakland A's and Dobson, the pitcher. There's Harmon. Respect Rod Carew. They're pitching from the stretch, even though Oliva is a left-handed hitter. And there are no outs. But uh, Carew stole home uh, the other day for a sixth straight steal with Killebrew at the plate. So he'll do it any time. 
And there's a story behind that, too, Tony. A 1-2 pitch. Ground ball into right field. Coming in to score is Carew. So, Minnesota has a 2-1 lead. First, nobody out. Carew was stealing home with Killebrew at bat, and Carew did not get the sign. He broke on the pitch. And you wonder what would have happened if Killebrew had swung at a pitch. Can you imagine Killebrew taking a big cut, and just as the ball and Carew and the bat arrived at the same time at home plate, what might have happened there? Could have been a tragedy. Especially something low in the strike zone. You get a pitch inside and low, and he's trying to slide to catch that corner of the plate. Well, they warn crew, never steal home unless we give you the sign or the batter. No, there's a long drive. Dooley, way up there! A home run off the facing of the upper deck. connect on this one once again. He got a curveball and you can see it hanging inside. You can see the catcher had given the target on the outside part of the plate, but he got it inside and look at the power supply on that one. His right knee almost went to the ground. He had such leverage on that. What strength. You can see that eye black beneath his eyes to protect from the glare of the sun here. It's a bright day. And you can tell by the expression on Harmon's face, he's not even starting to run and he knows it's gone and the catcher's saying, uh-oh, give it back to us. Well, look at that. The first four men up have reached base for the Twins. They've scored four runs. Bill Pozell, the pitching coach, went out to talk to Chuck Dobson. Dobson, by the way, had allowed only three home runs all year. One every 38 innings. And he's tagged here in the first inning today. So now it's four to one. Killebrew's home run is measured at 418 feet. Anytime it's a 400-foot job, you've got a king-size homer. Reggie Jackson hit a 450-footer in the top of this inning. Rick Reese, batting 327, six homers, 28 RBIs. Still nobody out, and there's a little pop-up. Going out for it is Dick Green, the second baseman, gathers it in, and there's one down. Kurt, the wind is blowing from the left field corner to the right field corner, but both home runs... Uh, Jackson's and Killebrews were hit so hard that I don't think the wind was a factor in either one of them. They were both hit line drives, both hit extremely hard. Ordinarily in this ballpark, the prevailing wind is to blow out to left field. Usually helps those right-handed hitters. John Roseboro enjoying a good year. 36-year-old veteran hitting 285. Fouls it back. John's had two homers, 13 runs batted in. He is the next to oldest player on the Minnesota team. Al Worthington is the senior man. One down, nobody on. Four runs in here. Curve is inside. Ball one, strike one. One and one. Last year, Roseboro did not have a good year. You recall it was his first year in the American League. It's just a matter of a veteran player getting to know the pitchers and what they might throw to him in a given situation. One-one pitch. Fastball over for a strike one and two. 
The end of two innings in Boston, the day-night affair there. Washington leading the Red Sox two to one. Cardinals and Cubs no score at the end of one. We'll be reporting the action to you that comes up. There's a bounding ball to shortstop Kubiak. Kubiak's throw is right on the button, and there are two downs. The batter hitting 289. Five homers, 36 RBI. Here's a trade that helped two teams. Jim Merritt, a left-handed pitcher, went to Cincinnati, and he's been a good pitcher, just about the best they've had this year. And Cardenas came to the Twins, and he's helped them at shortstop. Cincinnati desperately needed some pitching, and Minnesota badly wanted a shortstop. So each club got what they were looking for. Now, that's a good trade. Ball one to Leo Cardenas. Look at that close stance, Kurt. You get a good angle right there. It's probably close as much as anybody has in the big league. Dobson whips the strike across. One and one. Four to one, Minnesota. Last of the first inning. Cardinals hit a ball yesterday in the ballgame for Homer, and you can see right behind him the 430 sign in left center field. He hit a ball over that yesterday, Kurt, so he's got pretty good power. One one pitch. Fouls it back. One ball, two strikes. Well, if you're a farm boy, this is an enjoyable park to sit in and broadcast. We can look right out beyond the stand. There's some beautiful farm area here. See some crops growing right over there beyond the left field bleachers. Little bloop. Sit in the right. They hold him at first base. Cardenas on with a bloop single to right. The fourth hit this inning for Minnesota. And Cesar Tovar is coming up. He has a 10 game batting streak. Batting 249 on the year. No homers, 14 RBIs. base hit by Cardenas, incidentally, stretched the consecutive game streak that he owns to nine. Two down, Cardenas on first, four to one in favor of Minnesota. Curve is outside. One and nothing to Cesar Tovar. I think one thing that Billy Martin, when he took over the reins of this Minnesota ball club, wanted to do it was to strengthen his defense and to play a little bit more of a running game. They've always had the power, but now they're running a little bit more. They're taking some chances on the base pass. A one nothing pitch. There's a long belt. That ball is caught on a warning pass by Joe Rudy. The wind held that one up out there in the left field corner. Throw it four runs for Minnesota. Four hits. There were no errors. And one man left. At the end of the first inning, the Twins four and Oakland one. Who are you? Oh, how you doing, guy? I'm uh, your neighbor. Oh, didn't I tell you we share the same medicine cabinet? <laughs> it's a new modern apartment. Hey, I we see did. you got silver right, guy. New antiperspirant. Yes, 
sir, stop, so to speak, should drive. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I know all about that. I got the regular right guard. Yep, one shot, and I'm good for the whole day. Two kinds of people, two kinds of right guard. Mona. Rick Mundy. Batting 272 with seven homers, 37 RBIs up. A strike to him. This is the Arizona State Junior Varsity, this Oakland club. Rick Mundy from Arizona State was a first draft pick by Oakland. They gave him a $100,000 bonus. Sal Bando from Arizona State got a big bonus. Then came Reggie Jackson a year later from Arizona State. Three Arizona State stars on this team, and uh, Reggie Jackson paid his coach Bobby Winkler a great compliment today. Nobody on, nobody out. Rick Mundy batting for the Oakland A's in the top of the second. Four to one, Minnesota. Slices a fly ball to deep left. Tovar puts it away and is one down. Today's game of the week is being brought to you in living color on NBC, where you see the best in baseball every week. Bobby number 26. Joe Rudy. Joe Rudy. He was hitting 402 for Des Moines in the American Association when they brought him up. He hasn't been hitting much in the big show, though, 175. Well, if you have a color set, the A's are wearing green helmets, of course, they're green shirts. Ball one, gold, and the rest of their uh, blouses and gold pants and green and gold socks and white shoes. Ground ball out to Rod Carew at second. Two down. I think uh, the Oakland A's have a tradition of on the road, they wear the gold and green, only the first game of a road series. But as a special little treat to the nation's fans who'd be watching on color television, after wearing them yesterday, they brought them back today. They usually don't do that, but they did it for you fans across the country, so you can see a little color in the club. Foul ball, strike one. To Phil Roof, the A's catcher, batting 230. Kurt, there's been a lot of interesting banter. Uh, managers back and forth, Bauer and so forth, with Billy Martin and, of course, Charlie Philly the other day. In regards to this pennant race in his club versus Minnesota, said that he thought that the Minnesota ball club, when the heat came, would wilt a little bit. He said they've got some old-timers and they'll get tired. There's a line drive to left. Base hit as Tovar plays it in. Well, that's a theory that sometimes doesn't work out. I think a lot depends on the metabolism of the human body. I know some older fellas feel better in hotter weather. The other young players uh, wilt in the heat and they're stronger in cold weather and vice versa. The old-timers can't get loosened up in the cold weather. It can work both ways. And of course, you got an added advantage if you've got some age on your ball club. You've got the experience in the pennant race. The Oakland kids haven't been in it. Now, I'm sure the enthusiasm is going to carry them a long way, and they've got a good ball club, a lot of ability. But it will help to have that Minnesota Twins experience when you come down into September. 
Chuck Dobson. The A's pitcher's up with two down. Phil Roof on first base. Minnesota's ahead 4-1 to one in the top of the second. Dobson batting 146. Jim Perry's pitch is over for a strike. Heard both Hank Bauer and Billy Martin last night. We were talking to them. We are saying that uh, they don't expect this thing uh, to get more than a game or two apart the rest of the year. They're just that evenly matched. The pitching staff, Minnesota, of course, would like to see Dean Chance back in pitching. He's had some arm problems. Rotifers. Uh-oh, it hit him. Hit him on the shoulder, and down to second goes Ruth. I think uh, Perry even surprised his own first baseman, and he surprised the base runner with that quick turn and toss over there. They'll score that an error on the pitcher. Ground ball to shortstop. Cardinals boots, but has time, and throws him out. Retire the side. Dobson stumbles over the bag. He may be hurt. He's hurt his leg. That's the, uh, that's the leg he strides down on. Puts the pressure on, too. No run. One hit. One error. One man left. At the end of an inning and a half, it's Minnesota 4 and Oakland 1. Use your imagination, and you'll find yourself using the new Dodge Monaco wagon in more ways than you can count. Because we loaded it with more great features than you can count. Like a load area that goes on forever. Like a two-way tailgate that swings out for people. And down for cargo. And something else. We loaded Monaco with the kind of luxury you see on a fine car. Like optional 8-track stereo. Or this nice touch, automatic speed control that maintains the speed you choose with the mere flick of a finger. And something extra special, an ingenious wind spoiler device that sweeps the tailgate with clean, fresh air, keeps road dust and fumes away from the rear window. Add to it all the breathtaking styling and the greatest values on the biggest selection in town, and you've got it, the Dodge Monaco Station Wagon. Can't you just see yourself? Out on the mound, Chuck Dobson is going to test the leg. Meantime, we'll take a look at the coaches for Minnesota. Johnny Goral coaching at first base, and Vern Morgan's at third. Apparently, Dobson uh, jammed that left knee of his, Kurt, and uh, maybe a little bit sore, a little bit stiff, talking with his trainer. Hank Bauer's out there now, seeing if it's all right. Uh, you don't want to take a chance at a young kid with a record he's got of him injuring his leg or his arm, which could happen. And you, the incident that comes to mind, of course, is the injury to Dizzy Dean when he got hit by a ball in the leg and, of course, favored it. Broke his toe. Earl Averill. Averill hit a line drive and broke his toe. You know, Dean wasn't even 30 years old when that happened. And I think he'd won a, a 13 games at that stage after having a 30-game year behind him. The Minnesota pitcher, Jim Perry. Perry's a good hitter for a pitcher. Batting 154, but he's no automatic out of the plate. Chuck Dobson throws. It's a strike. Nothing a one. 
Ted Ulander will be on deck, and then Rod Carew. Ball one strike, one, one and one. There's Ulander. On the outside corner, strike two. One ball, two strikes. the name of Charlie Finley, the A's owner, and I think if you had to pick one of the, along with your old boss, Tom Yawkey, up in Boston, one of the more astute baseball people and baseball families, you'd have to talk about Mr. Calvin Griffith here at this ball, but what a family that is. That's been their whole life. The 2-2 pitch. Foul ball. 2-2. Two and two. The Twins have four runs, four hits. The Oakland A's have one run, two hits. Struck him out on a high curveball. First strikeout for Chuck Dobson. Top of the order now on Ted Ulander, who was hit by a pitch ball his first time. Ulander. Batting 271. Nobody on. Curve is high. Henry Bauer. Doesn't he look like an ex-Marine? Like we'll run into him in the jungle. A 1-0 pitch. Outside, ball two. He's mad. I wouldn't want to run into him anywhere. What a battler he was with that bat. Love that fastball. Billy Martin, ex-teammate. Three and nothing. Hank Bauer and Billy Martin actually were roommates in a New York apartment for a year. Now here they are battling each other for the divisional pennant. High and inside for ball four. Hughlander's on. Triple to right center his first time to knock in a run. And he's now batting 369. They're giving him that gap in right center field once again, Kern. He hit a ball out there for that triple in the first inning. Ball into him. This boy is only 23 years old. He's from Panama. Moved to uh, New York in his high school days and lives now in Minneapolis. He never played high school baseball. Ball two. He was spotted by a twin scout off the sandlot in New York City. His third year with Minnesota, and he's already established himself. 
as one of the very best in his position in the game. I would imagine he'll be the starting second baseman for the American League in the All-Star team. We've got a few on these two ball clubs that are going to participate in that ball game. Reggie Jackson, of course. There goes the runner. Foul back. Two balls, one strike as they were playing hit and run. Harmon Killigbrew having a great year, leading the league in RBIs. There's Martin from the bench, flashing some signs, or is he? To his third base coach, the relay to that hitter and that base runner. Bauer uh, pensively surveying the situation. Two balls, one strike. Fly ball, left center, hit deep. Ranging for it is Joe Rudy, the left fielder, to put it away and fires into second base. Hey, what are you doing to me? Replete, pensively. I've <laughs> been reading a dictionary all week. What do those words mean, anyway? I just... Tony Oliva, single to right field his first time. He's batting 319. That single of his in the first inning gave him 100 hits for the year. Paul Blair of Baltimore started the day as a league leader in base hits. He had 100. He may be tied right now by Oliva. A ball to Tony Oliva. Two down. Ted Ulander at first. The Twins ahead, four to one, last of the second. Change of pace. High ball two. Two and nothing. Oliva's a good low fastball hitter, Kurt, and also a very good off-speed hitter. He can wait on that slow curveball or that straight change. With the quick hands and the quick bat, waits till the last possible second, has a real good eye, doesn't swing at too many bad pitches. Two balls, no strikes. Runner going. Ball hit sharply in the center. Ulander going to third. Rick Mundy throws back into second base. And Minnesota has runners on first and third, two down. We pause briefly for station identification. This is the NBC Television Network. TV6, Schenectady. This is Kurt Gowdy and Tony Kubek. From Bloomington, Minnesota, our NBC game of the week. Harmon Killebrew hit a two-run homer in the first inning. Two down, runners on first and third. Ball one to him outside. Killebrew batting 278. He leads the American League and the majors and runs batted in. He now has 76. To show you how strong Killebrew is, or how strong they think he is, the ball hit his bat accidentally, a foul ball. We'll put our camera out in right field and show you where Reggie Jackson is playing for a right-handed batter. Now, usually with a right-handed batter, they shorten up. Look at him. He's almost to the warning pass in right center. And as we draw back, 
You see how far out he's playing Killebrew. A 1-1 pitch. A high fly ball in the right center. And that ball is just over. Just over the 430 mark. Jackson knew what he was doing. The only trouble is he couldn't get over the fence. Back up far enough. Ball was hit to the opposite field over the 430 mark in right center. Killebrew now has a homer with a man on and a homer with two on has knocked him five runs. And he now has 22 home runs for the year. A left-hander Jim Rowland is coming on. So there's a break in the action here at Minnesota with a score, Minnesota 7 and Oakland 1. I do not have a fortune to buy you pretty things, but I can weave you moonbeams for necklaces and rings. And I can show you morning on a thousand hills And kiss you and give you a new javelin A beautiful new javelin All shining in the sun To light our way to evening When our day is done And I will give you music and the sky above A beautiful new javelin To show my love Javelin, the car that turned America on. Everything high-powered, but the price. Javelin. See it now at your upstate New York American Motors dealer. You'll love every cubic inch of it. Javelin. A beautiful new javelin to show my love. A two by Killebrew. And an unbelievable shot by Reggie Jackson. Nothing in one. Jim Rowland started in the Twins organization. Ground ball. With it. No errors. Nobody left. At the end of two, Minnesota seven, Oakland one. Seven Gillette Silver Stainless Injective Wedge for a dollar. Isn't that a Silver Stainless deal? <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Gillette! Gillette who? Gillette, me use your new Super Stainless Injector Blade? Once you use the Gillette Super Stainless Injector Blade, it's very hard to stop. You know, I use Gillette Injector Blades, too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Next Saturday, our NBC Game of the Week will take place at Wrigley Field, Chicago. The Philadelphia Phils against the Cubs. The backup game is Pittsburgh and St. Louis. Hope you'll be with us at 2 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. Next Saturday afternoon from Wrigley Field, Chicago. Strike one to Ted Kubiak, who grounded out his first time. Kubiak batting 260. Jim Perry now has been staked to a six-run lead. Kurt, you think Richie Allen will be back by next week? 
There's a line drive. Oh, what a grab by Rod Carew. What a play. some reflexes in that drive, Tony. Ball hit exceptionally hard. Let's watch it again in slow motion. Carew had to literally uh, put himself parallel to the ground. The ball hit extremely hard. Look at that. Extended fully as far as he can go. And a sure base hit goes to Kubiak. One out, nobody on. Dick Green hits it back to the box. Perry, the easy toss to first. And quickly there are two down here in the top of the third. And here comes Reggie Jackson up. Here it is in slow motion again. Watch his, look at that stab. The ball was by him, Kurt. You know, the ball was hit so hard, I think it probably would have rolled right between the outfielders. Gone for extra bases. Reggie Jackson, who hit his 34th homer in the first inning, is ahead of Babe Ruth's 60 home run pace of 27. Roger Maris' 61 home run pace of 61. Ball one. And they'd been around a while in the major leagues before they had those kind of years. Look at the RBIs that Jackson's had in the last 26 games. Better than one a game. Ground ball. There's a shift that's going to work against him. Carew throws him out. Without that shift, that would have been a base hit probably. Three up, three down. The end of two and a half. Minnesota seven, Oakland one. Introducing the Dodge Super B six pack to go. Super B is waiting for you at your Dodge dealers. When you get it, take it to the strip where the men are. Super B six pack, 390 horsepower V8, kettle rock intake manifold, three two barrel Holly carburetor, dual braking speed. On Wednesday, July 16th, three men begin a trip that will mark a new milestone in the history of man. On that day, Apollo 11 begins the mission to the moon. For the most complete coverage of this historic journey, see it all right here on NBC. A committed bunt by John Roseboro, strike one to him. Roseboro hitting 284. Rounded out first time. Thank you very much, Minnesota Twins, for your message here. And there are millions watching this game on this holiday weekend around America. strike one. Tomorrow, it's about this time. One o'clock, well, the hatch may be over by then. <laughs> it's going to be in that little Laramie River. Be on that little Laramie River tomorrow. You boys get ready for the trout dinner next Saturday night, or Saturday, Friday night. All right. Okay. 
Listen, I noticed you got your boy Trevor in with you in town. Is he going along with you? Well, he provides the fish. He's the only one that can catch him in the right. family, huh? He's, he's <laughs> the expert. He's good. Two and two. Do you know all those fancy casts you've been trying to teach me with that fly run? No, he's a pretty good little fly caster. He really is, yeah. He knows how to dry fly fish and dry the line in the air, false cast. Strip the line, watch his drag. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. We're going to have the trout dinner in Chicago next Friday night. All right. Two and two to John Roseboro. Ball three. Should be good out there. They say the water just dropped down on think just about right. Up. That could be some trouble. No, not hit far enough. Sal Bando over in foul ground for it. Roseboro pops to the third baseman Bando. One down. And Leo Cardenas is coming up. Cardenas single to right. First time batting 291. 7-1 Minnesota. Last of the third. Cardenas now is two for two. Seven hits for the Twins, two hits for the A's. These are Tovar flagged to left his first time. Kurt, I think if manager Hank Bauer had had his choice of pitching left-handers against his ball club, if they were available to him, he would have tried to start three left-handers. That way you'd... Uh, to pitch around a fellow like Harmon Killebrew, and you've got Ulander, Carew, and Oliva leading off, and Rich Reese has been a hot hitter for this ball club. He's hit. He's brushed by that pitch, brushed his uniform. There's going to be a little argument saying that he didn't try and get out of the way of that pitch. He made no attempt to get out of the way. Looks like he was taking all the way. Minnesota now has runners on first and second. One out, and the pitcher, Jim Perry, coming up. Perry's a switch hitter. He'll bat right now against Jim Rowland. 7-1, Minnesota. In the four innings, it's the Senators three, the Red Sox two. At the end of two, Baltimore four, the Tigers one. In the three and a half, the Cubs and the Cardinals no score. Montreal leading the Phillies three to two at the end of one. They're looking for the bunt in the Oakland infield. Big chopper. This will have to hurry this way. Throw gets by the first baseman. Cardenas is scoring. Here comes Pulvar in to score. And Perry winds up at second. It's now 9-1 Minnesota. Charged on the throw, a base hit and an error.
They give Perry a hit on that high chopper and charge Bando with a throwing error. No RBI. Nine to one now. Ted Ulander's up at the top of the order. Foul back. The Twins had ten runs on Oakland yesterday as they defeated them ten to four, and now they're leading in this game nine to one. So we just got a little more information on that Reggie Jackson monumental home run. No balls, one strike. Outside, one and one. The 450 feet that they had posted on the scoreboard was the point of impact. In other words, where it hit that scoreboard is 450 feet away from home plate. The scoreboard is 50 feet high, and they estimate it, and I think this is conservative, at 497 feet. Well, we call it a 500-foot homer, and let's stick by it. I think it is. say they don't make them like that much anymore. Mm. Two balls, one strike. Back through the box off the pitcher's glove. Kubiak fields. Too late at first. Over to third goes Perry. Runners on first and third. One out. And Rod Carua has tripled and flying to left. But I can recall when the uh, American Association, uh, Minneapolis Millers, played in this ballpark, and they had a young farmhand playing here named Orlando Cepeda, who's now, of course, uh, in the National League. But batting right-handed, he hit the bottom of that scoreboard one year. I think it was in the early 50s, and they were talking about what a blast it was. And... It was, but when you figure where Jackson's at, the top of the scoreboard, you just got to see it to believe it. And you still don't. That's right. One down, runners on first and third. Nine to one, Minnesota. Rod Carew fouls it off, strike one. Carew batting 368. stop down a second for one. That's all they get. Coming in to score is Jim Perry. New landers forced at second from Cater to Kubiak. The RBI for Carew is second of the game. Two for two. Batting 322. Two down, Carew at first. Curve is low and outside. Ball one to him. It is now 10 to 1 in favor of Minnesota. Oliva right now is the third leading hitter in the league. 
his teammate leading the league, Rod Carew, on first base. So the Twins have two of the top three in the batting average department. Ball two, two and nothing. Kurt against the left-hander roll, and Oliva's a shade closer to home plate. I guess he figures with that sweeping curveball, the ball breaking away from him. He wants to get a good look at that outside corner and make sure that he can reach it. Two balls, no strikes. Three to Tony Oliva. With a nine-run lead. See, they give him the green light now. The pitch is right in there to him. He's on. Third time in a row, Oliva's reached base. Here comes Killebrew, who has knocked in five runs in his first two times up. He homered in the first with a man on. He homered in the second with two men on. And we're going to have a new pitcher. Marcel Lashman is coming on to pitch. Breaking the action here at Minnesota with a score. The Minnesota Twins, 10 and the Oakland A's won. Know what this is? It's a drug. How about these? Headache pills? Guess again. They're amphetamines. The abuse of drugs today has gone far beyond the hippie crowd. It's found in homes in every walk of life. Have you talked to your youngsters about it? It's free. Write to Blue Shield. 1215 Western Avenue, Albany, 12203. Marcel Latchman comes in to relieve Jim Rowland. Tuesday night, July 22nd, NBC will telecast the annual All-Star Game at Robert F. Kennedy Stadium. Pre-game show at 7.30. You'll see the greats of the game there. And baseball that night will be also celebrating its 100th birthday. American League against the National League, 7.30 Eastern Daylight Time. <laughs> Tony and I will be on hand to help describe the action to you. And we hope you'll be tuned in. Marcel Latchman, his younger brother, Rene, a catcher, has been with the A's off and on the last few years. Marcel is a USC graduate. He has two wins, no losses, an earned run average of 1.13. This is the 11th game he's appeared in. And he'll be facing Killebrew. Who, as they say in the sandlot, has those ducks in the pond again. Jackson has had the biggest RBI game this year. He knocked in 10 and one game against the Red Sox at Fenway Park. One short of the record, the American League record. Strike, which I believe was set by Tony Lazari, wasn't it? Lazari had 11. Push him up, Tony, in one game. Reggie Jackson had 10 this year. Killebrew has five already today.
ball one and one. Two eighty average for Killebrew. Seventy nine RBIs now. The lead the majors. Two runners lead away. Bounding ball hits the third. That's it. The force play at second to retire the side. Three more runs in for Minnesota. Three hits. There was one error and two left at the end of three. It's ten to one Minnesota. You know what's nice about the new cars? They keep the air cleaner than the old ones did. Especially when you use Phillips 66 gasolines and Trop Arctic motor oils, the anti-pollution team. Both have detergent additives that help keep your carburetor, pistons, PCV valve, and other engine parts clean while you drive. And because your engine stays cleaner, the air stays cleaner. The anti-pollution team, only from Phillips 66. Sal Bando will be leading off for the Oakland A's in the fourth inning. He's walked his first time up, followed by Danny Cater and then Rick Mundy. Bando batting 277. Jim Perry is a pitcher for the Twins. A ball to him. Bounding ball to shortstop. Cardenas has plenty of time and throws him out. One down. Brings up Danny Cater. Batting 294. Ten to one, Minnesota leading. Top of the fourth inning. They play Cater to the opposite field. There's a line drive out on the left. Tovar grabs it. Two down. You know Howard's going to stay strong all year, and you know Jackson is too. In the National League, McCovey has 26. Lee May has 23. You could have four or five fellows go 45, 50 home runs this year, maybe more. Kurt, uh, the last expansion, of course, uh, I think, if I recall, there were, were a rash of home runs hit then, too. Rick Mundy's up, fly to left his first time, batting 271. Nothing a one to Mundy. Minnesota 10, Oakland 1. 25 of the 37 living members of the Hall of Fame thus far have accepted invitations to sit on the dais at Pro Baseball Centennial Dinner in Washington on July 21st. Mrs. Babe Ruth will be there also, Mrs. Lou Gehrig, Mrs. Hannes Wagner, Mrs. Mickey Cochran, Mrs. Grover Cleveland Alexander, and Mrs. Epa Rixie, widows of the Hall of Famers. Rick Reese. 
strength to him. Reese has popped up and grounded out. At that dinner, they're going to announce baseball's all-time team. And every member of the 1969 All-Star squad will be presented. Strike two, and also the all-time greatest player will be announced. It's going to be quite a dinner, Tony. And uh, you and I are going to have a busy three days here in Washington that all-star break. A ball, two and one. You think Ted Williams will work high? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I have a picture of him with a tie on. He and I, the guy, I forget what the occasion was, about 10 or 15 years ago, and he has a tie. I think it was something to do with the Jimmy Fund. Uh, Live ball in a deep left center. Beautiful grab out there by Joe Rudy. Here's the catch again. Kurt, they've got some speed in that outfield and some good arms. Monday and Jackson can fly, and Rudy, as you just saw, can fly also. What a long way to catch that ball. One away for the Twins in the last of the fourth. They have a 10-1 lead. John Roseboro is grounded out and fouled out. Marcel Latchman pitches hit deep in the right center. There goes Monday over four. Two down. Reminds me of the old gag of Ellis Kinder. Down DiMaggio is kidding him in spring training, called him an old man and everything. And Three batters in a row came up against the Phillies in an exhibition. Kinder laid the pitch right down the middle of each one, and they hit three terrific shots to the outfield. DiMaggio climbs the wall, runs deep in the right center of one, climbs the wall in left center, goes back to the center field wall, stabs the drive one-handed. As he comes chugging into the dugout, nearly exhausted to strike, he says to Kinder, you call yourself a pitcher? Kinder says, did you ever see anybody get him out any quicker? <laughs> These two drives here have been sort of like that. Two long flies, two long runs, and two down. A ball, one and one. This ballpark uh, this year, Kurt, gives an outfielder a lot more room, uh, room to roll because in center field, it used to be about 402 feet. It's now 430. It's become a, although it doesn't show really a more difficult park to hit home runs in. Pitch is high to Leo Cardenas, who is single twice and two times up. Oh, that famous statement that Lefty Gomez made one time. They asked him the secret of his success. And the pitch, strike two. He said, clean living in a fleet outfield. <laughs> Cardness with two down, nobody on. Ten to one, Minnesota, last of the four. Just outside for ball three. Three and two. Good shot, and you can see actually how much Leo Cardenas' stance is closed. And sometimes, Kurt, maybe this is confusing to the fans. Uh, when you talk about a close and an open stance, it doesn't mean the distance between your feet. It simply means... 
It really means that uh, a closed stand is your front foot is closer to the plate. An open stance, your front foot is further away from home plate than your back foot is. Well, that blue pit by Cardenas was his third in a row in the game. And now it's Cesar Tobar up who's flied out and been hit by a pitch ball. The Twins now have ten hits off Oakland pitching. Twins are number one now in the American League in batting with a team average of 268. Today's game's not going to hurt them any. Ball one, Tobar. down the right field line. Jackson chasing hard. Can't quite get it. Drops in foul territory out of his reach. A ball and a strike. He came in on that one and then sort of had to angle back out for it. Some of the crowd thought he was hurt, but he's not. Going back to uh, first base is Cardenas. There's Jackson. He's all right. The end of four innings in Detroit is Baltimore four and the Tigers two. McNally started for the Orioles. He has an 11, a 13 game streak going. Undefeated this year and two from the tail end of last year. Down the third base to Bando, the whip across, and the A's are retired in the fourth. No runs. One hit, there were no errors, one man left. At the end of three and a half, the scores, Minnesota 10 and Oakland 1. The Wimbledon Open Tennis Championships coming up next on NBC. We'll have highlights of the women's singles final between Billie Jean King and Hayden Jones, along highlights of the men's doubles final between John Newcomb and Tony Roche of Australia and Marty Reeson and Tom Oker. All in color via the satellite. Right after the Major League Game of the Week. Joe Rudy leading off in the fifth inning. A ball to him. Rudy grounded out his first time. Rudy batting 172. Phil Roof coming up. Single to left his first time. He has one of the two hits the A's have. The other one was a 500-foot home run by Reggie Jackson in the first inning. Roof hitting 236. 10-1 Minnesota, top of the fifth inning. Strike to him.
One ball, one strike. At the end of six innings in Boston is now Washington five and Boston two. More pitching for Washington. Jarvis started for the Red Sox. Lee in the sixth. Frank Howard hit his 29th homer in the fifth. Nobody on. Locke hit a homer. Nobody on. Reggie Smith's been getting a home run each day the last three or four days. He hit his 17th in the fourth. Nobody on. Two balls and a strike. To Phil Roof. Three and one to him. Kurt, I don't. I think probably the players have voted for their All-Star team so far. It hasn't been released uh, for publication yet. Of course, will be shortly before the All-Star game. But how in the world would you pick an outfield in this American League this year? Paul Blair, Carl Yastrzemski, Frank Howard, Reggie Jackson, Reggie Smith. What years they're having? How about Tony Oliva? Right. Bill Roof walks. Marcel Latchman's coming up. He's the A's pitcher. This is his first time at bat in the major league. He said my first swing's going to be a good one, and it was. <laughs> wow. He's been thinking about that first swing probably for months. He made it a good one, Tony. He had the pitch, an inside high fastball, what he could pull and get under and everything else. Strike two to him. We have night games in the American League tonight, Washington to Boston, Cleveland at New York, California at Chicago, and Seattle at Kansas City. He had a great cut at the fastball, a mediocre cut at that spine. Let's see if he gets a slow curve and what he does with it. He's called out. Throw to first again. Roof gets back. That makes it two down. Strikeout number two for Jim Perry. Top of the order, and Ted Kubiak is grounded out and lined out. The Mets and Pirates were postponed today. Atlanta's playing at San Francisco. Hasn't started yet. Neither has... Uh, Houston at San Diego. Tonight, Cincinnati's at Dodger Stadium against the Dodgers. Ted Kubiak up. Line shot to center. Ulander grabs it. And the A's are retired in the fifth. No runs, no hits, no errors. One left at the end of four and a half. It's Minnesota 10 and Oakland 1. Hear ye, hear ye. Proceed forthwith to the marketplace and request premium fife and drum beer. It costs no more than ordinary premium beers. Fife and drum, the revolutionary American beer. Cold, clear, crisp as a winter's day. Take home a six-pack of fife and drum. Savor the golden contents and discover why it's the revolutionary American beer. Fife and drum. TV6. Strike two, no balls, two strikes. Ten runs, ten hits for the Twins. One run, two hits for Oakland. Foul ball. 
Nothing in two is the count. Get off the pitcher's glove to Kubiak, the shortstop. He's out. He got back on the bag, the first baseman. He's up in the air and then came back just in time to beat Perry. Score that one, one to six to three. Pitcher to short to first. One down, Ted Bulander at the top of the order. Hit by a pitch, ball walked and had an infield hit off the pitcher's glove. He's batting 274. Twins' averages are impressive. Bulander, 274. Carew, 366. Oliva, 322. Killebrew, 279. Reese, 321. 280 for Roseboro, 296 for Cardenas. So the first seven batters in that lineup, the lowest average is 274. A ball to Ulander from Marcel Lechman. Curtis, it's hard to imagine a better hitting team in baseball when you go over to the National League and look at what Cincinnati's doing mm. in their lineup. What power and run production. They got the Ohio Rifles, haven't they? Oh, boy, they can swing the bat. Alex Johnson, Pete Rose. They got a few. One ball, one strike to Ulander. Kerr breaks down and into him for ball two, two and one. Cubs with a good hitting ball. So, you know, uh, I think most fans are aware of it, but I think we should pay a little tribute to uh, Billy Williams over the Cubs for breaking that National League record for consecutive games played, a record that Musial House is so long. Newlander's on his fourth time in a row. And that's the 11th hit for the Twins. That's quite a record Billy Williams has. He's been the quiet man in that ball club, of course. Uh, he's been a consistent performer. You know, you hear about Stanton, you hear a lot about Ernie Banks, and they're great in their own right, but Billy Williams has never quite gotten the fan adulation and press that these other two have gotten. Rod Carew has tripled the knock in a run, flying out and hit into a force play. Batting 366. Foul ball. Anyone knowing the whereabouts of Roger Logan missing from his Air Force station or if Roger Logan himself is listening, please call your father who is very ill. Call Candlestick Park or anyone who knows where Roger Logan is. Area code 415-467-8000 in San Francisco. Area code 415-467-8000. Fly ball to left field. Joe Rudy has drawn a beat on this one. Two down. Eddie Logan is the equipment manager of the San Francisco Giants. He is not well right now. He's had a couple of heart attacks during the winter, and they want to find out where his son is, Roger Logan, or Roger himself. And an interesting thing happened in football season, Tony. I remember that player with the New York Jets, lineman. His brother had run away. And during the AFL championship game between Oakland and the New York Jets, we announced that if his brother was looking in, the, the boy had come to me, the lineman, and asked me if we'd do it. His brother watched the game and phoned him. He hadn't heard from him in two or three months. There's a line drive to right field. U-liner going to third. Rod Carew has another base hit.
check that Oliva. I'm very sorry. That's Tony Oliva. Oliva's been on four times in a row. He now has three hits in a walk. And here's Killebrew up. Well, he's had the chances today. He's come through twice. He had a man on in the first inning and hit a 400-foot home run. He had two men on in the second when he came up and hit a 440-foot home run. He had two men on in the third and bounced into a fourth play. Now he comes up with two men on in the fifth. He has driven in five runs so far. That's right. It was Paul Rochester of the New York Jets. There's a line shot in the left center. It's a base hit. And Killebrew has driven in his sixth run of the game. And is up his major league RBI lead now to 80. 11-1, Minnesota. Killebrew's had three hits. Oliva's had three hits. Ulander's been on base four times. Killebrew has also been voted on the Minnesota Twins All-Star All-Time Team as the greatest player ever in Minnesota history. Rick Reese slams a line drive at Reggie Jackson. And that's all. One run for the Twins in the fifth. Three hits, there were no errors, and two men left at the end of five. Minnesota 11, Oakland 1. to the pitcher, batting 271. It's a high fly and a shallow left. Going out is Cardenas, the shortstop, one down. Reggie Jackson is coming up. He has a shot at a record this year, Tony. He has hit two homers or more Eight times this year. He's hit three homers in one game. Eight times he's hit two homers in uh, seven games. So that's eight times he's hit two homers or more. And the record is 11 during a season of hitting two home runs or more in one game. Held by Hank Greenberg. Jackson fouls it off. That was in 1938. So Jackson has eight and a half a year. He has another half to go to beat that record. He just may do it. They have the shift on for him. To join this late, in the first inning here, he hit the longest home run ever hit the right field in this ballpark. We'll show you where it was again. In case you missed it, it was an unbelievable cloud. A ball. Look up at the top of the scoreboard in right center, right at the top of the scoreboard to the left of the scoreboard. A 500-foot home run by Jackson. His 34th of the year. One ball, one strike. Ball two, two and one. You know he doesn't look too big, but 
Tony was standing right up next to him today. He weighs 198 pounds. He's about 6'3". And he's a very bright boy. He's not going to let this pressure get to him, I don't think. He knows how to handle the press and everybody else that comes around. Ball three. He's going into the real estate business over in Phoenix, Arizona with a fellow named Gary Player. No relation to the golfer. But that's going to be his winter work in Phoenix. He's going into real estate. Of course, he went to school at Tempe at Arizona State. They didn't give him anything. Ball four to Jackson. He's on first, one out. And the cleanup man of the A-style Bando coming up has walked and grounded out. Kurt Bando's the fellow that uh, Charlie Finley regarded more highly than any of the other players he signed. He wanted ba uh, Sal Bando more than he wanted Rick Monday, or Reggie Jackson, or any of the other bonus players. And, of course, uh, any of these three, uh, they can hit the home runs. They can do it all. Ten to one, Minnesota leading. Right down the pipe to him for a strike. Nothing to one. Seven innings have gone by in Boston now with the Senators leading the Red Sox five to two. Five innings in Detroit, four to two, Baltimore over the Tigers. Foul back, nothing in two. Remember a couple of years ago, Kurt, uh, the first year, in fact, that the Cardinals won in the National League. Stan Musial came out and made the statement that a dynasty had started in the National League would be the Cardinals. Of course, having a little off year this year, but it's still a good ball club. But think what this Oakland A's ball club can do with the youth they've got, the power, the speed, all the ability, the good hard pitching. Bando strikes out. Well, the nucleus is there. Jackson, Bando, Rick Mundy, Campaneras, all young players, three or four good young pitchers. But they'll have to have some kind of a catalyst and more experience, I imagine. They're going to be tough the next few years. Danny Cater has struck out and lined to short. Two down. Jackson on first. He's got a base hit to left field. Jackson stops at second. Cater's on first. Rick Mundy coming up to slide to left and ground it out. Jim Perry's out there just trying to throw strikes, trying to get ahead of the hitters, not trying to be too cute and hit the corners. Gets in a situation like this with a man in scoring position. He's liable to reach back and try and get a little extra and be a little more careful to a great hitter like Rick Monday. foul ball. Strike one to him. To join us late, the Twins got four in the first, three in the second, three in the third, one in the fifth. Oakland had its lone run in the first inning. 11 to 1, Minnesota. Strike to Rick Mundy. One ball, one strike. 
Joe DiMaggio has been working as he has with Reggie Jackson, also Rick Money, and he's trying to get him to stand a little bit closer to the plate. Uh, the idea being that he may be able to pull a few more pitches and hit a few more home runs. 1-1 one, one pitch. Strike two, one ball, two strikes. on first and second, two down. Blow the fastball by. That's the quickest pitch Perry's thrown in the game. No runs, one hit, no errors, two left. At the end of five and a half, it's Minnesota 11, Oakland 1. On June 22nd, baseball set an all-time Sunday record when nearly 400,000 spectators paid their way into Major League Park. They watched seven doubleheaders and five single games in the American and National League. It was just 7,000 shy of this year's opening day attendance, which stands as an all-time record for any day, just hit another one. He hit his 30th home run in the ninth inning. Nobody on. He hit a home run yesterday and he's hit two today. I hate to think of him playing in that Fenway Park every day. He'd be something there, wouldn't he? All two, two and nothing. So he now has 30 home runs and Reggie Jackson has 34. And we're just at the halfway mark. 
fact, are we at the halfway mark? We're not even there in the number of games played. See how many games each team has played, Oakland and Washington now. Do nothing, Fitz. Right, two and one. Church, you recall the pregame show we were talking to Reggie Jackson. He was talking about not pulling the ball. He said he's not strong enough to pull the ball. I'll leave that for people like Frank Howard. And then he comes along and hits a 500-footer. Two balls, one strike to Leo Cardenas. Base it up the middle. Cardenas now has had a four-for-four four day. One of those days when every time you swing the bat, it finds a hole. You hit the ball solidly. The bloopers fall in. An infielder's moving the wrong direction. Your ground ball sneaks through. It's just one of those days where they're swinging the bats and they're really hot. Tovar slide to left and hit by a pitch ball and grounded out. And the A's pitching coach, Bill Pozell, is coming out. Bill Pozdell was talking to me last night. He pitched against in both the big leagues and the Pacific Coast League against the three DiMaggio brothers. In the bullpen for the age, you just saw, was that Lewis? They've got a mark here on our scorecard as an outfielder. Let's see, I had a Lazarus, George. Lazarik. He's coming in. Lachman the Lazarik. Well, there's a break of the action here in Minnesota with a score. The Twins 11 and the A's 1. Got a thirst love for a manlier brew? This time, make it ale. Valentine ale. Stronger. Keener, bolder taste you can feel. My kind of guy drinks it. My kind of guy likes it. Maybe you're my kind of guy. Valentine Ale has a taste you can feel. Don't miss the Fury Festival now at Armory Garage. Armory's Plymouth Fury Festival deals give you a big car for a small car price. Armory Garage means it. Get a fabulous deal on the fabulous Fury. First come, first serve. Save dollars on Fury Festival deals. Armory Garage, home of 101 time payment plans. Buy, sign, and pay. Fantastic festival savings. That's Armory Garage Central at Colvin, Albany. First class service for your Armory Fury at Armory Garage. Sales and leasing. George Lazarink is the new pitcher for Oakland. We have a little time here, Tony, and we're going to have our weekly NBC baseball quiz. I give up. I haven't got one right yet, have I? Yeah, <laughs> you had them all right last week. I think week. you got Nelly Fox one time. Very well. Here it is. And uh, this is, sounds like a difficult one, but it could be easy for you. Only six pitchers in Major League history since 1900 have pitched two shutouts in their first two Major League starts. One of the six is right here at Metropolitan Stadium today. Who is he? Since 1900? Since 1900, only six pitchers in Major League history 
have pitched two shutouts in their first two major league starts. One of those six pitchers is right here in this ballpark today, has a uniform on. Early wins. No. He's active, I'll tell you that. He's active. Active, active pitcher. Not Al Worthington. Al Worthington is right. I don't remember when he ever started. Al Worthington pitched shutouts for the New York Giants 16 years ago tomorrow. He pitched a shutout on July 6, 1953. His next time out on July 11, 1963, he pitched a shutout. And then, in the next 67 starts in the major leagues, he pitched only one shutout. But right here is one of the six pitchers in the history of baseball since 1900 who pitched two shutouts in his first two big league starts. Al Worthington. All right, back to the current action. And Cesar Tobar's up. Slide to left, been hit by a pitch ball, grounded out. George Lazaric is the pitcher. Gets his first pitch over for a strike. He was born in Havana, lives now in New York. He'll be 22 years old on July 22nd. This year he's won two and lost one. Roseboro's at second, Cardenas is at first. Nobody out. Ball one, one and one. You know how every week you and our statistician, Alan Roth, double team me and he slips you a card and I don't ever see the answer? Well, I work one out for you this week. We'll give it to you in just a second. Two, two and one. Okay, go ahead. Who is the only player ever to be a member of five world championship clubs in his first five full seasons in the major league? I'll give you a hand. He's in uniform today, too. All right, let me give me let me have that thought on five world championship clubs, his first five full seasons in the majors. World championship team? World championship. And he's in uniform today. He's in uniform. Can I think about it? Think about it a while. Okay. Three and one's the count to Tobar. This isn't too long ago either. Ball four. You can almost pick the club, I think. If you, you, know, you can almost pick the club when you figure the percentage of World Championship and World Series they've been in. You know, they've... Uh, give you another hint. Let me give you one more hint. This fella, although he was eligible for seven World Series, he played in only one World Series game. Foul off. Couldn't be Worthington, is it? No. Nope. He was the Yankee. Hank Bauer? Close, but not Billy right. Martin? He roomed with those two guys. He roomed with those two. Downing ball to second. They've got one over to first and a double play. Coming in a score was Roseboro, which makes it now 12 to 1. I give up. The Yankees is the team, obviously, and uh, Joe DiMaggio. No, you know, 
Somebody, our producer, Lou Custero, is guessing in my ear, and he says, I say Charlie Silvera in the right. He's a coach of the Minnesota Twins. Charlie Silvera. He played on five different world championship teams. He's a member of five world championship clubs in his first five full seasons oh, in the majors. Uh, uh, that's what you threw me off. I thought he was <laughs> five different teams, you said. No, I never said that. <laughs> And that's something played in one World Series game only. Eligible for seven. No balls and one strike to Ted Ulander. Ball one. Remember those years when the Yankees had such tremendous strength throughout their catching ranks? Fellas like Bill Dickey and Yogi. Uh, I think they uh, made more catchers uh, sit in the bullpen and never play than any other position in history. Dick Green. Everything the Twins are hitting today seem to be lying dry with the exception of a few bloops they got earlier. Now they got another run on two hits. There were no errors, one left. At the end of six, it's now Minnesota. Left fielder, Joe Ruddy. Lou Alcinder will visit with guest host Flip Wilson Tuesday night on the Tonight Show. We saw Lou in the NCAA basketball championships in Louisville last March at NBC Carey, the college basketball championship. And at NBC, we'll have on television again next March. Joe Rudy leading off in the seventh inning. Jim Perry's gone all the way for the Twins. It's a ball. Our first final is in. Washington beat Boston 6-2. 6-13-0 for Washington. 2-4-2 for Boston. Moore is the winner and Jarvis the loser. Frank Howard hit two homers. Reg Reggie Smith hit one. Base hit for Rudy to left field. Just the fourth hit for Oakland. Bill Roof is up now. He is single and walked. Oakland warming up a left-hander, which means they'll probably have a pinch hitter for Lazarus. Ramon Webster is coming out in the on-deck circle. Seventh inning. And your warm-up pitcher out there for Oakland? Paul Lindblad. Left-hander. Paul Lindblad. Ball one. Ramon Webster. Base hit the center. Runners on first and second, nobody out. Minnesota bullpen. Hitting for the pitcher, Ramon Webster. Kurt Frank Willisie has been throwing down, and of course he's been throwing because he probably is going to go in as a defensive replacement, maybe take Carmen Killebrew out to give him a rest. But now he has sat down, and we've got a, I just said, some scrambling there, so they're getting some pitches loose quickly. Al Worthington's one of them. A strike to Ramon Webster. 
Batting 222. He has no homers this year. 12 to 1. Minnesota ahead. This is the top of the seventh on NBC's Game of the Week. Next week will be in Chicago's Wrigley Field for the Phillies and the Cubs. and two strikes. With Dean Chance sidelined so long, they've had their pitching miseries here, Kurt, and yesterday they got a pretty good lift when they took Bob Miller, an eighth uh, bullpen pitcher, out of the bullpen. He went nine complete innings. Quite a lift for this pitching staff. And, of course, coming up in a big game like it was yesterday in this series, the uh, president of the club, Cal Griffith, reports that Chance is feeling much better now. Ball one, one and two to Ramon Webster. Yes, the soreness is gone from his right shoulder and back, and uh, they hope he'll be back in action shortly. He's been on the disabled list. One ball, two strikes. back. One and two. second and coming on to third is Joe Rudy. One out, runners on first and third. The top of the order and Ted Kubiak. Grounded out, line to second, line to center. 0 for 3, batting 253. fastball. One and one. Jim Perry trying to get his seventh victory of the year. He's won six and lost four. The A starter was knocked out early. Chuck Dobson. Upside. Two and one. Perry began in the Cleveland organization. Came over here to the Twins in a trade. This is his seventh year with Minnesota. Bounding ball to second. 
They've got one, and they have two a double plays. Second to start the first. They just got it. No runs for Oakland. Two hits. No errors. One left. At the end of six and a half with a seventh inning stretch coming up. The score is Minnesota 12 and Oakland 1. Fatso, the wide, wide track tire made with fiberglass, is now available for most every car and drive around the road. No matter what you drive, Fatso will give you up to 40,000 miles of wear, virtual freedom from blowouts. Get your Armstrong tires at Kiskis Tire Stores, 1394 Central Avenue, across from Colony Center, and in Latham, one half mile north of the circle. And so, they say that's how baseball seventh inning stretch got underway. What? Let's watch that last play again, the double play action around the bag. The ball hit to the second baseman, Carew, a good feed, and you can see... That base runner, they say you're supposed to slide for the bag. I don't think he quite was close for the bag. Cardenas avoided him uh, very neatly, danced out of the way, and got the throw off. He was about five or six feet off the right. bag when, look at that, where that runner is going for him. Could I the bag? I found around uh, second base, one of the best things to protect himself that an infielder has when his second base is dressed up is if you can stay close to the bag and making the pivot. This is your protection. No base runner wants to slide into that bag and hit it hard because this is where a knee and ankle injury comes about. And Cardinals, he was way off there, and that runner went after him. That's a very good point, Tony. Rod Carew is triple flyed out, hit into a force play, and fly to left. Paul Lindblad is the new pitcher. He has won four, lost one. This is his 25th game in relief this year and has an earned run average of 3.48. I see where Alvin Dark, the manager of the Indians, Tony said you have to use left-handers against the Twins. They're vulnerable to them. They have Carew, Oliva, Reese. These tough left-handed hitters in their lineup. Paul Free, Lindblad, and Roland are the only left-handers on the A's staff. They've both been in there today. Three and nothing to... Rod Carew. Carew batting 365, leading the lead. Kurt, you mentioned a moment ago about uh, thoughts about the origin of the origination of the seventh inning stretch. I've never heard yet, and I don't know if anybody knows, how did bullpen come about? The term what? bullpen. Well, they say, I don't know, that back in the old days in the ballpark in New York, there was a Bull Durham sign on the fence. I think this is what the, what the Polo Grounds or one of those old ballparks. And when the pitchers would warm up, it happened to be when they warm up a pitcher, he'd warm up right by that Bull Durham sign. And that's how they got the nickname of Bullpen. Now, I don't know, but I've heard that from, from several sources. In fact, a couple of Baseball historians wrote me that. That's uh, the origin of the name bullpen. Ball one. Our director, Harris Clarell, says they have so much time to throw out there that they, they throw a lot of bulks in the bullpen. <laughs> now, I really think that Bull Durham sign on the fence in one of the old ballparks is where it got its name. 
before the pitcher would warm up right by that time. A strike, a curve in to Tony Oliva, who has three hits and a walk today. Came into the game batting 312, and he's now hitting 324. 12 to 1, Minnesota. Runner on first, nobody out. Goes after that curve to make a strike two. I think if you had to use a term in connection with this fill-up at the plate, you'd probably use a frozen rope, because that's what he hit. Line drive. One ball, two strikes. He's been on base five times in a row. Did you see how he hit that pitch, Kurt? The ball was inside, almost out of the strike zone inside, and he still got the barrel of the bat on it, hit it to the opposite field, and you just don't know how to play a lever. Armin Killebrew has had two homers and a single. He's knocked in six runs as he steps up. He's been up today now. Nine men have been on base while he's been up. And this is his fifth time up. He's had base runners on every time up. A strike on a curve. Tony Oliva now is hitting nearly 500 in his last 16 games. Runners on first and second. Nobody out. Ball one to Killebrew. The Twins have had 16 hits in this game. to the seventh. One-one pitch. Two and one to him. If Carew and Oliva keep getting on base at the pace they have been for Killebrew, there's no telling how many runs you'll drive in this year, Kurt. No, and that Oliva gets in those hot streaks like a doubleheader. He had eight hits in a row. Now he's had four hits today, three yesterday, a seven hit, foul back, seven hits yesterday and today in two games. Two and two. Doesn't matter to him whether it's left-handed pitching or right-handed. He's on one of those streaks, as you said. He hits anything, and he hits every pitch anywhere in the ballpark. Rod Carew at second, Tony Oliva at first, nobody out on the count is two and two to Harmon Killebrew. Ball three to him. Three and two. Today. 
Carmen Killebrew just received the 1,000th walk of his career. Frank Pelosi comes out to run for Killebrew. I figure if a fellow plays 10 years and Harmon's played a few more than that, that's a hundred walks. I'm pretty good at math today, too. You're right on it. <laughs> Bases loaded, nobody out. Ball one, he started a swing and held up. pitch. Foul down the first baseline. One and one. Our score is 12 to one Minnesota. They're batting in the last of the seventh and they have the bases loaded and nobody out. Been a run parade today for the Twins. trouble getting the ball over. He's walked two, giving up a hit. Church, you know, you figure a player like Killebrew will come to the plate about 500 times during the course of the season or thereabouts. He gets a thousand walks. That's two seasons. If he struck out a thousand times, which I know he has in his major league career, that's two more seasons. That means four seasons he's never hit the ball. Right. Four seasons where he's never hit the ball. And you figure a guy like Mickey Mantle did even more of that than Harmon in both strikeouts and walks. I think somebody figured out one time that it was something like five or six years where he never even hit the ball in his major league career. Hmm. That last curveball was just inside to make it three and one to Rick Reese. Bases loaded, nobody out.
With this big lead, Billy Martin getting some rest for a couple of his stars, Killebrew and Oliva. John Roseboro. There goes the bat and a strike one to him. Here's something unusual. We just got a telegram. It says, just saw a cookie shot of my husband on TV. Since I can't be there, how about a longer shot of the Twins dugout? Of the number 43, a pitching coach, signed Mrs. Art Fowler. Her husband's a pitching coach in the dugout. That's pretty good when they start calling you shots from around the country. Ground ball, fair. Steps on first, throws to the plate, the tag. He's safe. He's safe. They took the force play off. The force play was off at the plate when he stepped on first. If they'd have come to the plate first, then the force was on. Let's watch it again. Cater feels the ball and steps on the base. And as Kurt mentioned, the force is now removed. Now he has to tag him at home plate. And Carew comes in high. As you can see, watch this. The catcher roof has to reach for the ball. You can see Carew going. He's just about tagging about the same time his foot is hitting that plate, and he's tagging the plate wasn't good enough in that situation. 13 to 1 is the score now. Minnesota runners on second and third. And Leo Cardenas has had four hits in a row. How many games do you see with a player having a perfect day? Four for four, five for five. Very few. Count them on your handful during the year. But how many games do you see when two players do that? Oliva's four for four in a walk today, and Cardenas is four for four. Cardenas came into this game batting 291. He's now batting 298. Two down, 13 to 1, Minnesota. Right, well, Mrs. Art Fowler. I'm going to talk to our director, my old pal, Harry Coyle, and see if he won't get a shot of your husband there in that dugout. Number 43. Where is he? Twins have two pitching coaches, Early Win and Art Fowler. Art Fowler, at the age of 45, worked in 28 games for Denver last year. He was a good pitcher in his major league career. Thank you, Harry. Harry always likes to please the ladies. <laughs> There's a little pop foul back toward the seat. And it lands there at the base. Roof is mad and slaps the ball after it bounced the ground. No balls and two strikes. The Leo Cardenas. One of those days for the A's. One and two. Tony, did you ever have any five for five days or six for six days? No, Kurt, I can recall my first year with the Yankees. I had a doubleheader against Washington where I was four for five in each, each ball game. Or eight hits and a doubleheader. That really great. makes the average skyrocket. One ball, two strikes. Two and two. Two down, runners on second and third. 
him out. So in the last of the seven, one run for Minnesota, one hit, there were no errors and two left. At the end of seven, it's Minnesota 13 and Oakland one. This is the place you used to come to get away from it all. And now, it's all here. There's got to be something better than this. And the trailbreaker may be just the thing to lead you to it. The trailbreaker is like a saddle horse and mountain goat in one. And you don't need a license or registration to drive it. The trailbreaker can take you to places you could never get to on foot. It can even climb a 60-degree hill. With the trailbreaker, you can hunt and fish with nature instead of people. For $695, you get a machine that takes you beyond the noise, beyond the people, and possibly beyond belief. Manufactured by Rokon Incorporated and available at Brownie's Motorcycle Shop, Waterfleet, New York, and Kakazo's Esso, Mechanicville, New York. 13 to 1 in favor of Minnesota. They had four in the first, three in the second, three in the third, one in the fifth, one in the sixth, one in the seventh. Two homers by Killebrew today, six RBIs. He had three hits. Oliva had four for four. Cardenas has had four hits. He's been four for five. Reggie Jackson hits the longest home run ever hit in this park to right field in the first inning. A 500-foot shot in the top of the scoreboard in right center. We repeat that. I know some fans have watched the whole game, and so why are you repeating it? We're repeating that for fans that have joined us. Late. That was his 34th homer. Ball one to him. He's grounded out and walked. Jackson batting 295. Now Billy Martin, the manager, is coming out to talk to Jim Perry with a 12-run lead. He just might be asking him, Tony, listen, are you tired? Let's get you out of there if you are. He's got a couple of players throwing down. He's got Al Worthington, the right-hander, and Ron Paranowski, his ace left-hander. And, uh, he hasn't thrown a lot of pitches, I don't think, Kurt. Uh, he's been getting the ball over the plate. There's the twin bullpen. One ball, no strike to Reggie Jackson. They have the shift on against him, even with a runner on first. It's ball two. Doing nothing. Baltimore just hit the Tigers with a five spot in the eighth. They lead the Tigers now nine to two. Tigers batting in the last of the eighth inning. Two and nothing to Reggie Jackson. Oh, he had a rip of that. It's like a high slider curve right out with the plate for him. Just a little bit under. He'd have hit that one. Good tire. Mm. Kurt, I talked to some of the Twins pitchers before the ball game about how they're going to try and pitch to Jackson and how they're going to try and stop him. They say they don't know yet. They haven't found out. Last year they could strike him out. He had a blind spot inside and high. This year he's laying off that pitch. 2-1 pitch. Big bounding ball. Hit to the shortstop. Cardenas makes the throw to first in time. Back to second. And Jackson is out at first. And going into second is Dick Green. Big chopper, ball down by Quillacy, throws him out, holding his second is Dick Green, they're two down. Here's Danny Cater moving in now. Cater is struck out, line to short and single.
Two down. In the top of the eighth inning, Dick Green is second. A ball to Danny Cater. Danny Cater has been the A's batting leader in each of the last three years. Hitting a steady 280, 285, 290, foul back. He led the American League first baseman in fielding last year. Made only five errors at first base. I think he's a very underrated player. He's not underrated with the ball players and the front offices. I think he's a little underrated by some of the fans. Tony, what do you think? You know he's one of uh, Tiny Tim's favorite players. There's an article in Sports Magazine this winter about it. Thank Tiny loves him. Two and one. Well, Tiny Tim says he's all right. He's all right. You know, he's My a pretty point. good baseball fan. He knows that Dodger ball club backwards and forwards, and he can recite statistics. Alan Roth over there worried Tiny about his job. Oh, he's a great I baseball fan. He used to be in Yankee Stadium, Ebbets Field, Polo Grounds. Good for him. Two and one. Foul ball. Say, is that that the king in his court, that Eddie Finer, that softball pitcher? I've been hearing about him for years. Eddie Finer, the king in his court. He comes in and he brings in only two or three players with him, and they sit down and he strikes out the side. Pitcher, catcher, shortstop, wow. first baseman. He was in my hometown of Wausau, Wisconsin, which is about 200 miles away from here uh, in an easterly direction. Played against the, the local stars, struck out 20-some. Uh, struck out nine guys, blindfolded from second base. Tremendous. Great arm. Three and two. To Danny Cater. Two down, Dick Green is second. Oakland batting in the eighth, trailing by 12 runs. And he is struck out on a fastball. So on the top of the eighth, no runs, no hits, there were no errors, one left. At the end of seven and a half, it's the Twins 13 and the A's 1. championships will be up next right after this ball game on NBC. Singles final between Billy Jean King and Hayden Jones. And Hayden Jones. And they'll have the doubles final. 
Rod Laver, by the way, won the Wimbledon men's singles that were shown before the baseball game on NBC via the satellite. Cesar Tovar takes the strike. The all-time Minnesota twin team, picked since the club moved to Minnesota, had Killebrew at first. He was selected as the all-time greatest player. Rod Carew at second. Rosales at short. Rich Rollins at third. Bob Allison in left. Ted Ulander in center. And Tony Oliva in right. Earl Batty the catcher. Jamilo Pasquale the right-handed pitcher. And Jim Cobb the left-handed. That's the Twins' all-star team. Two strikes to Cesar Tovar. He's 0 for 2. He's been hit by a pitch ball and walked. Lindblad pitch. There's a ground ball to Bando. Bando has a strong arm and he's safe. Bando pulled Cater off the bag. Bando cut that ball loose, Kurt, and the ball really took off. He's got a great arm. I think he was a little irritated his last time up. He didn't get a hit and he wanted to really zing it. The ball took off on him. An error is charged to Bando. Jim Perry gets a hand. He's gone the route so far. And he's had a base hit and four times up. Next Saturday, we'll be in Chicago. The Cubs and the Phillies, 2 o'clock Eastern time. 1 o'clock Central. Fly ball. Little pop. Back goes Kubiak to shortstop for the grab. 1 o'clock Central. They always forget my Rocky Mountain folks. It's 12 o'clock Rocky Mountain. I wonder why they do that. They give three times for promotions on the networks and omit the Rocky Mountain time. Got a lot of people there to watch NBC and all the networks in the Rocky Mountains. 12 o'clock Rocky Mountain time, 11 o'clock Pacific time for NBC's Game of the Week. Act like, you know, all we got out there is a few antelope and that's it. Are you going to be uh, living on Rocky Mountain time when you got the Laramie's out there? That's right. Fishing out there? That's an hour behind this time. Curve is in for a strike for Ted Ulander. He's had two for three, and he's been hit by a pitch ball and walked. Last of the eighth inning, 13 to 1 Minnesota. They scored 23 runs now against the A's pitching the last two days. One and one. farmland over there, Tony. Isn't that pretty? This is a good dairy area, Kurt. Some lush grass out in this area produces a lot of milk. Bow back. One and two to you, Lander. No, that isn't the farmland. On the other side. <laughs> One ball, two strikes. Strike crew. We got a great crew here, but they're a bunch of city boys. <laughs> There's the farmland over in that area. Now you can see the crops there. See them swing to the right. Now you're going to get into it. I have to admit, it doesn't show up too well. There's a pop in the shallow left. 
Kubiak, the shortstop, ranging for it to make the grab, and the Twins are out in the last of the eighth inning. They had no runs, no hits. There was one error, one left. At the end of eight in Minnesota, it is Minnesota Twins 13 and the Oakland A's 1. Wilson's house is just like morning in your house. Warm. Light. Cheerful. Secure. With a big breakfast to start the day, just like at your house, just like for your child. Mike Wilson must have a chance just like your child, because Mike Wilson is just like your child. If we can change slums into communities, Mike will get his chance. If you think there's nothing you can do to help, think harder. Here's another final score. The Cardinals defeated the Cubs today 5-1. to one. The Cardinals had five runs, ten hits, and no errors. The Cubs, one run, five hits, and two errors. Bryles, a winner. He's now won seven and lost seven. And Holzman, the loser, he's won 10 and lost four. In the ninth inning, Oakland's last chance, Rick Mundy will start it off. He's flying to left, grounded out, and struck out. Mundy's batting 268. Jim Perry's pitched all the way for the Twins. It's a high fly to left field. Tovar. With the grab, one away. Joe Rudy is grounded out, lined out, and singled. One down here in the ninth inning. Nobody on for Oakland? Our statistician, Alan Roth, as usual, and our stage manager, Jim O'Gorman. Ball one. Roy Gunther, to our switch board. One ball, no strike. with a big lead, just laying that ball in there, letting them hit it, something on it, trying to work the corners. One-one pitch. Beat foul for strike two, one and two. Remember, the All-Star game will be on NBC Tuesday night, July 22nd, from Washington, D.C., the American League against the National League. And that'll start the pregame show at 7.30 Eastern Daylight Time. Oh. 
Two and two. Tony Kubek and I will be there reporting the game to you. That's going to be a big three-day period for baseball. Check swing. Tomorrow in the final game of the series, Boswell will pitch for the Twins against Blue Moon Odom of Oakland. Three and two to Joe Rudy. One out, nobody on. Jim Perry. Bill Roof, the catcher, coming up. He's had two hits and a walk. He's had a perfect day. Well, if the Twins get the A's out here, they'll go into first place in the Western Division of the American League. Here's a bounding ball. Could be a double play. They've got one. Carew over to first. Double play to end the ball game. Minnesota is now in first place in the Western Division as they won six of their last seven games. Final score, Minnesota 13 with Perry the winner. Oakland won the loser. The losing pitcher is Chuck Dobson. Kurt Gowdy and Tony Kubek saying baseball's game of the week has been brought to you by Prince Albert with that great natural tobacco taste you can stay with all day long. And by Chrysler Corporation. Your host for today's game, your local Dodge dealer. Stay tuned now for coverage of the Wimbledon Open Tennis Championship. See highlights of the finals of the women's singles, men's doubles, and a recap of the men's singles between Rod Labor and John Newcomb. Coming up next on most of these NBC stations. Laugh in with Dan Rowan, Dick Martin, their crew, and Peter Lawford Monday night.